Navigation ship. Navigation ship. Navigating the trials and tribulations of race, dating, travel, trauma, and healing as young conscious black women. Hey, Stephanie. Hey, it's Ashley. And today we are discussing the topic of mental health. Um, mm. So I know that more and more people are struggling with mental health issues, um, especially people of color are more vocal about sort of their struggles with mental health issues, um, especially since the pandemic. And we've all had to kind of deal mm. and be confronted with our um, mental health a little bit more than usual. Yeah. So I wanted to ask you today, Stephanie, have you or do you struggle with mental health? And what is it like, you know, sort of dealing with your mental health as a Black woman when we're often sort of seen as needing to have it all together or needing to have it all sort of figured out for ourselves without kind of having any issues at all? Yeah, I think that's a really important question and set of questions. There's quite a few in that, um, but all very relevant. Um, so firstly, I think there's a lot of lack of clarity around and stigma around mental health. Um, so before I answer the question, I'd like to clarify what I understand it to mean. Um, so my understanding is that mental health affects how we think, uh, how we feel and act as we cope with life. So it's about my con condition regarding my psychological and emotional well-being. So on the spectrum, it can include anger, anxiety, depression, post-traumatic stress, uh, disorder, anxiety, will also include things such as, you know, hearing voices and hallucinations. So, so based on that understanding, have I found it difficult to manage how I think, feel and act with respect to the daily struggles and realities of life? Yes, most certainly. Um, I also feel in specific, specifically in terms of being, you know, a, black woman um there's many different di dimensions i feel in terms of you know oppression so social anxiety experiencing different things in regards to my race and my gender has definitely impacted on how i view myself and how how i, how I interact and my emotional well-being but before i go more deeply into anything like that i want to ask you you know how do you understand mental health to be and just see if we're on the same page or different pages regarding that I think it would be the same. Like it's in alignment with what you just said. Mm. It's like um, anything that affects like your mental well-being, um, which in does include like anxiety, depression, multiple personality disorder, bipolar disease, mm. um, anything that kind of affects your psychology and sends probably the wrong receptors through your brain and mm. um, or negative negative thought patterns or not healthy thought patterns through your brain, um, hitting the receptors and causing sort of issues around how you think and how you process information in your daily life. Yeah. And I feel like it is hard. It is more of a struggle as a black woman, because we do deal with more, <laughs> a, a whole system of oppression, mm. which can affect our mental health because it's like climbing up a hill backwards. Um, yeah. <laughs> like you're, it's like running a race that you're never going to win. You mm. know, there, there's elements to quote unquote winning. Like there's people who've gotten well off or whatever, but it, as we know, like, it doesn't matter how your external uh, life is mm. internally 
it seems like you're never going to fit in. And there is a lot of social anxiety around being black yeah. because you're not seen as human. Exactly. <laughs> and, yeah. And so it causes a lot of stress um, because if you're trying to fit into society as we all want to do, and you're not seen as part of society, but a second class of society, then you're going to struggle constantly. Yeah. It's, it's like, I think it's, you know, it's a, it's extremely damaging and toxic to your mental health. Um, yeah. so for instance, I was, I've been, well, this month, um, I've been focusing on trying to, it's only, I'm only slowly into this month, but been focusing on trying to educate myself around mental health. And one of the things I came, came across was this, um, things that protect your mental health, things that are seen as protective and things that are seen as risk factors. So mm. some of the, some of the things that they class as being protective, um, protective factors, such as good, good physical health, being mm. able to solve, solve problems, having your basic needs met. So such as safe housing, stable income, relationships, feeling in control of your life, spending time with people you enjoy, feeling like, feeling like you belong. And I find that I lack a number of these things that are supposed to protect my mental health. Mm. Um, so such as have my basic needs met. Like I, you know, certain things, you know, I'm not able to build certain meaningful relationships, which we discussed uh, in yeah. the last episode. Feeling completely out of control in terms of um, I'm not able to control certain aspects. I can't control whether or not somebody's going to stereotype me in a certain way or, or negative way based on my race and gender. I also often feel out of place. Often we were just having a discussion before we started this podcast about, you know, white, um, white spaces and feeling, yeah. feeling yeah. like you completely don't fit in and you, and you don't feel like yeah. you, you belong somewhere. And that's really a horrible feeling to have. Um, and then there's certain things on the risk factor, which is quite obvious or obvious to me, and obvious to you, which is mm. traumatic life experiences. So being oppressed and experiencing oppression is traumatic. And it can lead to being very unstable and be very vulnerable to experiencing mental health problems. Um, and you asked very much at the beginning, have I experienced it specifically? So in terms of me specifically, I would say that I do feel depressed at times, as I understand that depression causes feelings of sadness, loss of interest in activities, loss of energy, trouble, speak, trouble sleeping, feeling worthless internalized depression you know the idea that there's something wrong with me uh, you know I don't you know it's very small things like going to the store and not being able to get, get a um, makeup that matches your skin tone you know it's very yeah. th these things are very like small yeah. but it, it does show you that you're in a society or in an environment where you where you're not even considered yeah and these things one within themselves you know you can bear them you know it's okay but when you experience it day in day out these implicit things that tell you you don't will show you that you do not belong to the society in which you exist in obviously yeah. indeed is going to have a toll on, on my mental health how I don't understand how how it could not you know but it's not really spoken yeah. about so yeah, and I would like to throw the question back to you, you know, um, have you experienced issues with your mental health yourself? And do you, do you feel a challenge, you know, as a black woman to, you know, have it all together? Yeah, definitely. I mean, like I had anxiety and depression since I was around 10 years old. That's when I first started noticing, you know, depression first. I probably didn't notice anxiety till later, later because, mm as a kid, I don't think you can like anxiety seems a little bit more complex. And what I mean by that is that anxiety is like feeling like nervous all the time, feeling 
sort of um, like you, you could experience heart palpitations, panic attacks, um, like this impending like doom of stuff needs to either get done, like anxiety about work, things need to get done. I'm not doing enough. You know, I could do more and mm. or like all of these different thoughts from different sides um, that kind of culminate into this chaotic brain where mm. you, it's, you lack focus, um, you panic about like the easiest of things, like what's have to di- for dinner. Um, mm. And for me, like my biggest trigger with anxiety is a loss of control. So mm. when my world seems like I'm not really having a control or handle on things. Um, that could be big or small. It could be like making decisions, the simplest of decisions. I tend to freak out. Um, and so I, I sort of also had severe depression too, where it's like, I have suicidal ideations. Um, like I get a loss of, or loss of interest in doing the simplest of tasks eating mainly, (laughs) you know, like eating, Mm -hmm. sleeping, even having insomnia. Um, but that is also a, a, a symptom of anxiety. Um, and also just feeling like a hopelessness that Mm -hmm. is unexplainable. And there's different like levels of like, uh, depression and, and why it's so severe for me is because it's like, it's like a hole that I have to like dig out of. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, it's very difficult. And as a black woman, it was very difficult, especially I feel like in growing up black American, because most of like my family don't believe mental health is an, is a thing, you know, Mm. they believe it's like, oh, you just need discipline or you just need, um, guidance (laughs) or some people in my family are like, you just need the church, which is like, yeah, um, spirituality can help, uh, religion can help, but, uh, so can a psychiatrist, (laughs) like, uh, so can therapy. Um, Mm. but some members of my family do not believe in therapy. Um, so that was very hard for me to grow up in because when I'm, especially when I was explaining to my father who was close to at the time that, you know, I don't feel good. My, like my mind is not in a good place. He kind of was just like, oh, you just need discipline, which was hard. Luckily, Mm. I mean, I was fully supported by my mother to see, to seek out therapy. So I feel blessed in that regard because I got a lot of help, Mm. but also on top of that, like you were mentioning as a black woman, there are, my basic needs are not met, like my safety and security, because I feel like being black and being a woman were like kind of overlooked or Mm -hmm. hyper-sexualized. So I don't feel safe at times around men, for example, because I feel like my body is always looked up, looked at as an object. And then on top of that, I don't feel like I can settle down or have a you know, like my own family as easily as like my white counterparts, because I don't feel like either, again, either men see me as an object or they don't see me as all at all. So having that, you know, like we're, we're animals, like basic mammals, you know, and 
usually the female in this species wants to be protected and provided for. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm being very, very basic with it, but it's just a natural instinct and knowing that I won't be able to easily be protected and provided for, you know, it does cause concern. Of course, Um, of course. Yeah. So it's not only that, it's just like, that's a safety issue. And then on top of that, like being seen as an object instead of a human being, Mm. I don't feel like I'm integrated in society. Like you talked about displaced. So Mm. I feel an extra layer of like, I'm outside of society, which makes you feel a little bit unnerved. And for my anxiousness or like anxiety, it makes me feel very anxious. Yeah. I, I literally resonate with so much with obviously what you, what you just said, um, but obviously not the first necessary part because I haven't, haven't um, suffered from um, anxiety to the level that, that you have. So I'm really sorry to hear that you've gone through that, but also you haven't even, you've been in an environment where certain things like mental health and that kind of stuff doesn't really exist. Um, and you're told, you know, don't, don't go see a therapist and stuff like that, which is extremely hard and extremely difficult. You know, if somebody has, has a broken leg, you don't normally tell them to stay at home. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Don't yeah. go to the doctor. Exactly. But there's exactly. so much stigma around mental health that people yeah. don't even begin to talk about it. Um, and I was reading up about a, a black psychotherapist who herself uh, identifies as a woman and somebody who has a disability because she's in a wheelchair, I believe. Um, and she she mentions that even within you know psychotherapy and the training within psychotherapy social oppression is not even mentioned as a stress factor. It's not Mm. even acknowledged as a stress stress factor. Um, And she was like, no one saw oppression and its expressions as causing psychological trauma. No one wants to look at themselves and their position of privilege within the social system. Yeah. It was completely avoided. And it's this notion of not even being seen. You're not even Mm. like, so even if you were to make, make it to be able to go and see a therapist, the therapist might not even acknowledge that oppression could be a factor or is a factor or to the extent of what sort of factor that it could be. I do feel like the profession has obviously come some way but um this was around I think um when was it about maybe five years ago she was discussing this um but it has come some way but I mean if the elements of it the basics of it doesn't even begin to draw these things in you know it's extremely hard for somebody else who's who's not even you know in the profession to be like you know what I'm suffering because of xyz and, and it's a trigger um but also obviously there's two sides to certain mental health as well there's some of them that which is classed as mild which is more reaction yeah. reactionary you know something happens and you feel low or down or tr- triggers something there's also the more severe side uh, which is you can feel low and you don't even know why you feel low you know you can experience something that's you know considered a mental health disorder but you don't know how you you got into it and and, and you can't you don't know how you're going to get out of that situation nothing nothing that you do can get you out of that situation and there's two different sides to it um that obviously I want to be conscious of it's not it's not about you know something happens and then you know something else happens and you feel better it's not as easy as that um so I guess I, I guess um because there's a lot that could be said with this yeah. um, but I mean obviously we want to bring it to our audiences but is there anything else we should touch on before we before we do that no I think like what you mentioned about uh like 
not seeing social, like not seeing sort of race play into mental health mm-hmm. as like that being a factor um, is really, is really problematic. I think, like you said, it is getting better, but I see like most therapists are, especially in America are white. So, mm-hmm. and most therapists, you know, like they tend to be, I mean, there's a fair amount of women, but they tend to be white men, you know, most psychiatrists are tend to be white men. So if mm-hmm. you like when you're having these conversations about mental health and you're not bringing in race or you're bringing in gender or even sexual orientation or, you know, these things that you can't control, mm-hmm. um, that's really problematic. And that I, I feel like a lot more, uh, a lot more needs to be discussed in this space about that. Like we obviously don't have the time to go into it, but like I think that is really the crux of it because it wasn't until I met my therapist, my last therapist, who, even though she was a white woman, she was very cognizant of race and how that could have an effect on my mental health of feeling mm. displaced. And if it weren't for her, no other therapist I saw has said that or mentioned that or even been cognizant of that. Mm, gosh. Uh, and mm. I wasn't cognizant of that. I couldn't communicate or articulate that. But one thing that I think is so important is that my therapist actually like brought that out of me Mm. instead of me kind of being like, oh, this is what is happening. Because like some people feel so uncomfortable talking about race. Race is still like a a huge topic of discussion in normal society. So I think it's really important to make that distinction, especially Mm -hmm. when you're dealing with like therapy any sort of therapy, spiritual therapy as well, like um, Reiki and stuff like that, because it is such a huge issue of why I think a lot of people of color suffer in silence Mm. from mental health. Yeah. And that is damaging, isolating yourself and not really having the space to talk about it is extremely damaging um, and a massive health risk you know because yeah. at the end of the day mental health or some of the, some of these mental health leads to you know feelings of feeling suicidal and not wanting yeah. to be and wants to be alive um and there's something else that i was reading there's another study that came out in the uk you know about racism and wanting to acknowledge racism within psychotherapy and things like that and now like you know stating facts like the, that to me are known facts like you know, yeah so, so but I mean when they put it into the reason why they make reports is to try and make change but they mm-hmm. say you know little little is known about black women and mental health as these individuals have been largely absent from the research so wow. the majority of research has looked at ethnic minorities as a whole rather than providing a focus on the challenges faced by black women um yeah. because some of the studies that came out was like you know a black person obviously is likely to be dis- disadvantaged across yeah. all aspects of society which, which basically damages their you know all the safety nets that I'm talking about which 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 upholds you know somebody's someone's mental health so in terms of being able to they're more likely to be poor educated they're more likely to be unemployed yeah. more like they're more likely to experience poverty all these things yeah. can can result in unstable mental health issues so yeah. they are at extreme risk and I feel like this is why is it only being considered now you know that we are at extreme risk um and I mentioned before that I was working for a social startup that that was that said you know what I think we should have more time off for um 
minority yes, groups, absolutely. minority groups. And it was like, wow, I completely agree, you know, that yeah. oppressed groups should have more time off, but it was such like a weird thing to hear that somebody yeah. was actually ag- acknowledging the reality of, of my existence and saying, well, it's going to take a toll on your mental yeah. health and therefore you're obviously going to need more time off <laughs> and yeah. I was like um, yeah. it didn't necessarily go into play or anything like that but it was what something that we were discussing in terms of what changes yeah. that people wanted to see in in the um in the office in the environment in, in the social startup but you know certain places have room to have those sort of discussions our places are very much traditional based on you know old ways of thinking but yeah. it is interesting to see how the, the discourse is changing and around mental health, how people are educating themselves, even me, myself now, and how race and gender and how those two intersect is actually slowly but surely, hopefully being more considered within, within these practices. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I guess on that note, we really want to turn it to you. Um, by saying you, I mean listeners. <laughs> um we would really like to to hear your take you know um how do you define mental health we'll we'll love for you to share your experiences with mental health do you feel that there's added pressure as a black woman as any any person who's listened to this to have it all together what what is your own experiences with mental health and do you suffer from from mental health issues yourself I know it's a very uh might be a hard question to answer but it's it's definitely a discussion point that we feel needs to be had so if it's not something that you can share with us please do maybe speak to somebody that you trust something somebody that you can confide in and have that discussion but um we would love to hear from you and know you know what it's like to deal with it and deal with that with the added sort of influence of race and gender so on that note we will basically hear from you soon or you hear from us soon and yeah Until next time. Bye. Any views or opinions represented in this podcast are personal and do not represent or are connected to any persons, institutions, organizations or companies unless explicitly stated.